welcome to the Better Together Podcast. I'm Tony, and I'm here all by myself today. So it's just me and you, and I'm super excited to connect with you on the Better Together Podcast. Did I already say that? I can't remember. But I'm glad you're here today. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, I just have something I wanted to just throw out there to you guys. Just something that's kind of been kicking around in the corners of my mind lately, and I'm just going to throw it out to you. But before we get into that, I wanted to remind you that the retreat registration is open. The Sisterhood Better Together Retreat is on. I've talked to Beulah Beach, which is where we are, and they have social distancing protocols in place. Uh, In case you're wondering, if you have any questions about that, you can call and talk to me at the church office, 330-898-5539. But uh, we have a two-night option and a one-night option. The dates are September 17th through 19th. And uh, you can register right now online at vccwarn.com slash bettertogetherwomen. So if you have any questions about it, again, call the church office. We cannot wait to connect with you. It's going to be right there on Lake Erie at Beulah Beach. So you'll have time to sit on the swings, look at the lake, enjoy the property. There's going to be kayaking, zip lining, all kinds of fun stuff along with meeting with God. So don't miss out on this opportunity to hang out with your girlfriends and draw closer to God. Again, the Better Together Retreat is on September 17th through 19th and registration is on now. It will close August 16th. So I hope we get to see you there. I'm really excited. Ann Bosman is our speaker and she is stoked to get here and hang out with us and spend some time with us. She's got a word stirring in her heart for us and you're not going to want to miss it. So grab a girlfriend, register today. You're not going to want to miss it. But I have something I just want to talk about with you girls today and I would love it uh, if you talk back. So um, I know we can't have a conversation while this is recording. Obviously, it's not live, but you can talk in the comments to us. You can send me an email at the church, uh, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um Also, if this podcast is really helping you, if it's blessing you, do us a favor, subscribe to it, write a review for it. That will help other people find it and help it to bless them as well. But um, the topic that I had in mind today, it's called shame off you. Shame off you. You know, in the world, we hear that phrase all the time, oh, shame on you. But Jesus didn't come to put shame off on us. Jesus came to take shame off us. And Hebrews 12, 2 even says that, that he endured the cross, despising the shame. And in all of that, uh, it refers back to Isaiah 53, and it talks about how he removed sin, how he removed sickness, how he removed the judgment of God. He turned away the wrath of God, but he also took shame off of us. Isn't that good news? We don't have to be uh, full of shame anymore for anything that we have done, anything that we are doing. We can just repent, receive that forgiveness and have that shame removed from us. If you're feeling shame about anything that you've done in your life, that shame is not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. And I love Romans 8.1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to him who is in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. And I like that in the, tra- in the Passion Translation. It says, So now the case is closed. 
There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Christ Jesus, the anointed one. The case is closed. It was thrown out of court. The accuser of the brethren cannot come anymore to you to put shame on you because Jesus came to take shame off you. I love that. He said shame off of you. So this is where I want us to go with this shame off you because it seems like it's creeping into the church these days a little bit of shaming and a little bit of maybe shaming one another and we might not even realize that we're doing it Uh, it might look a little bit like judging it might look even just a little bit like having an opinion but i i've seen it kind of creep into the church lately in the spirit of division that's been out in the world and we've seen it running rampant in in the race divisions and the riots that we've seen uh in times past and you may recognize this when i say it but it's time time to say shame off you no more mask shaming how about no more church shaming no more shopping shaming no more gathering shaming no more vacation shaming And uh, I saw a meme that my friend uh, posted on Facebook a couple days ago, and it was meant to be funny and sarcastic. And it said, you know what I really wish we would talk about more? I wish we would talk about masks because I really don't know anyone's opinion on masks. I mean, if you're on social media on any level or even talking to anybody that's not you (laughs) anytime in the last few months, you know everybody's opinion on masks. If you wear a mask, then you don't have any faith. And if you don't wear a mask, then you hate your grandma and you're not concerned about my safety. And if you go to church, then there's something wrong with you because don't you know COVID's out there. And if you don't go to church, there's something wrong with you because don't you know we're supposed to gather. And if you've chosen to have your family reunion, then you really hate grandma. But if you chose not to have your family reunion, then what's wrong with you because you have no level of faith. And so I've heard all these arguments and all you have to do is open up one little innocent post on Facebook and read the 135 shaming comments that are on there. And guess what? They're not all by people that don't know the Lord. Some of these shaming comments are from people in the church and we shouldn't be here to judge one another. We're not here to shame one another. Jesus took shame off us. So why are we here? And I want to say it again because we might not recognize it. Uh, We might not realize that that's what this is. But honestly, those kind of thoughts and mindsets, if you're operating in those, you're not really being influenced by the Lord. Those are divine. That's part of that divisive spirit that's trying to get in the church and divide God's people between the maskers and the non-maskers, between the gatherers and the non-gatherers. Guess what? I love you if you don't wear a mask, and I love you if you do wear a mask, and I love you if you if you gather in church on Sunday mornings, and I love you if you don't gather in church on Sunday morning and you're still watching online, and I love you if you go shopping, and I love you if you pick up your groceries, and I love you if you've chosen to gone back to TJ Maxx, which is my personal favorite, and I love you if you think it's too early to go back to TJ Maxx, and I love you if you want your kids in school full time, and I love you if you think it's too early for kids to go to school at all. I love you if you homeschool and I love you if you public school and I love you if you private school because 
everybody's different and unique in the way that they see things, in the way they understand things, in the way they hear God. And each one of us is trying to follow God for ourselves. And I think God even said in his word that we're not supposed to judge another man's servant. So I just want to make us just kind of aware and open our eyes about maybe this not being holy and this not being healthy and this not being godly. And I want to read you a section of scripture that kind of portrays what we should be doing because this is what we should be doing. First Corinthians 13, four, it says love endures long and is patient and kind. Let's just stop right there for a second. Because some people can endure long, like this COVID thing's been going on for a long time. We've been wearing masks for a long time. We've had social distancing for a long time. And there's a lot of people that are enduring long because we really have no choice in how long we endure this. But we do have a choice in whether we're patient about it, whether we're kind about it. And so when we're looking at someone who believes different about than us, about masks, about gathering, about shopping, about COVID, because you can't listen too long without someone saying, this is a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Everybody's going to have an opinion. And that's okay. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. But what we do when we have a different opinion than someone is of the utmost importance because on top of everything else that we want to do in this earth, we want to mirror to the people that don't know God, who God is. And we can't do that unless we're walking in God's love, which endures long and is patient and kind. And so when you, when you uh, come across someone who doesn't agree with you, ask yourself before the words come out of your mouth, is this going to be patient? Is this going to be kind? Love is never envious. It doesn't boil over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited or arrogant and inflated with pride. It is not rude or unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. And honestly, I think social media has made some people, not you or I, not you or me, but some people rude. Because they'll say something in a comment that they would never say to somebody's face. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. And I think that's an important part. We need to keep that in mind. When we're talking to people, am I insisting on my own way? Am I insisting on my own rights? Or am I laying down my rights for you? And are you laying down your rights for me? And living in America, we have a lot of rights and we like our rights and we defend our rights and we should defend our rights and our constitution and our bill of rights for us as Americans. But I think part of that is creeped over into the church where we're defending ourselves, our rights, and I'm allowed to do this. But I think if we read through the New Testament, Paul said, even if it's good, it might not be right for you to do it. Even if you're allowed, maybe not because of what it's going to do to someone else. And he was talking about eating meat, sacrificed to idols, but he could have as easily in 2020 been talking about gathering or wearing a mask. And so I want us to keep all these things in mind 
because we're part of the contingent of the people in the army of God who are supposed to be going around telling people, shame off you. Let me help get the shame off you. And we just want to be making sure that we're not adding shame onto them in these little areas. And they don't seem big and everybody's doing it. So it might seem even comfortable, but we want to remember it's not about it being comfortable and it's not about what everybody else is doing. It's about what has God said about it. So it's not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Well, that's a hard one. It does not rejoice at injustice. It does not rejo- or rejoice at unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under everything and anything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. And the Bible tells us, Paul tells us in Romans, that the love of, of God has been shed abroad in your heart. That means that the possibility to believe the best of every person lives on the inside of you in the love of God that he gave you and me when we were born again. And it's out of this place of love that we can turn to someone who thinks completely different than us and still help keep the shame off of them by not adding to it with our opinion. It's okay to talk about opinions. It's not okay to be divisive about opinions, right? And so this divisive spirit, it's trying to make its way into the church. And we're not going to let it, are we girls? We're not letting it. So we see it in COVID, we see it in masks, we see it in the elections, we see it in politics, division, 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 and heaping shame and judgment on people that think different than we do. And we can debate the things to death, right? (laughs) We can debate these things to death and we've seen it. If you've looked in any of the comments on Facebook, you've seen more debates in the last five months than we've seen at any other time. But as the church... We are made to react and to respond and to act in a different way. We're made to act out of that new creation reality of who God made us and the new creation and the love that he poured into us in that new creation to say shame off of you. I'm not going to add shame or division or strife. I'm going to be one that walks in peace. And so what do we do? So what are we supposed to do? When we see someone with a different opinion of us, it's okay to not fight with them. That's a spirit of division. And we're going to just say no to that. We're going to resist that. When, when that temptation comes up to argue our point and our right, we're going to remember 1 Corinthians 13. And we're going to remember what Paul said in Romans 16 to stay away from the divisive person. That means we shouldn't be that ourselves. So what are we supposed to do when we don't agree with somebody? It's okay to let them have their opinion. It's okay to let them talk and have their opinion while you have your opinion and still love them for the valuable person that they are and to find some kind of common ground to have relationship on. But once you walk away, the best 
and highest thing you can do instead of engaging in division and engaging in shaming and engaging in judging, the best thing that we can do is pray. How about we pray? How about when we disagree with someone, we walk away and say, Father, open the eyes of their understanding and flood them with light and show them truth. And listen, if we're humble enough, we're going to be saying, and God, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Show me truth. Open the eyes of my heart so I can see where I'm wrong and missing it. So guess what? We're not always wrong or we're not always right. Nobody's always right. And we're, we're, we can be wrong. And there's, there's parts of these opinions where what they think is true and what you think is true. And so we need to not let these things divide us as a church. So we need to pray. Romans 12, 18 says this, if at all possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with everyone, right? So we can't help what other people do. We're not in control of other people. And there might be people that come up to you, let's say that you wear a mask and somebody else doesn't wear a mask. And they might share their opinion in a strong and aggressive way that, and maybe say, well, where's your faith? And why are you living in fear? Which isn't the reason you're wearing a mask at all. However, if somebody comes up to you in a divisive manner, you don't have to respond in a divisive manner. We can choose to put water on that fire instead of gasoline. And so if someone else is stirring it up, we can choose to say, oh, okay, that's one way to look at it. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to disagree with them. You can say, go, oh, okay, that's one way to look at it. You can walk away. You really don't have to argue. You can, when you're scrolling through Facebook, if we see something we don't agree with, we can just keep scrolling. You can just keep on moving that little finger, the screen up with your finger. So guess what? That post is no longer in your line of sight. And you don't have to argue. You don't have to go to the comments and share your opinion. You can keep it all to yourself and say, Father, open the eyes of their understanding and open the eyes of my understanding. Show us your will and your plan and what you think in this situation because I want to think what you think about this situation. So you can just keep scrolling. As far as it is possible with you, if it's possible at all, live at peace with everyone. So that means we can't control what other people do we can control our response to what other people do. And this goes, it's gone on long before COVID. Have you ever heard the stay-at-home mom versus the working mom? Shaming. Have you ever heard the homeschooling mom versus the public school mom? Shaming. How about we as women unite together and encourage each other instead of tearing each other down? How about we look at that stay-at-home mom and say, I work all day. I really don't understand what you're going through, but it's got to be hard. It's got to be difficult. How can I support you? How can I pray for you? How can I help you? Instead of saying, well, you should be working. Or instead of looking at that working mother who really would love to be a stay-at-home mom if their family could afford it, but they have to work. And instead of saying, oh, it would be better for your children if you were the one home with them instead of them being at daycare. How about we look at them and say, man, that's got to be tough that struggle and that fight on the inside to leave your your babies every day. That's got to be tough. How can I pray for you? How can I help you? 
Or guess what? There's moms that have babies that want to work. They enjoy going to work every day. And guess what? That's okay too. Because maybe them getting out of the house like that makes them a better mama. To have that space and that time all to themselves. Why? Because we're all unique. And God made us all different. And he's put different gifts and callings and abilities. You don't know that God didn't ask them to go work that job. Let's encourage and support and build a community of encourage and support around one another, whether we do the same thing or not, whether we think the same or not, whether we have the same opinion or not. But for sure, we can't help if somebody else comes at us divisive, but we can walk away. We can go, oh, okay. Thank you for sharing your opinion with me. There might have been some things in that I didn't see before. That's worth considering. How hard can that be? You know what makes us argue sometimes is wicked, ugly pride that always having to be right. And I face that in myself. I have to walk away and go, God, help me live as a dead man. Why? Because the Bible says that I have been crucified with Christ And I no longer live, it's Christ that lives in me. So if I've been crucified, then I'm dead. And a dead person doesn't have pride. A dead person can do what what 1 Corinthians 13 says, and where it believes the best of every person, and it doesn't seek its own way, and it it yields to the other person. And, And so we need to check our hearts a little bit there. If that's rising up in us because we want to be right, we need to look at why. And walk away from pride and and be willing to be able to say, oh, okay, thank you for sharing your opinion. I I didn't see those points before. I'll have to think about that. Ooh, that just brings strife. It brings division and shame completely out of the picture and lets the residue of the love of God dwell on them. And imagine what that residue of the love of God coming out of you in that soft answer to someone who's divisive, who maybe doesn't even know Jesus, and bam, they're coming in and encountering the love and the peace of God coming out of you like that. That's going to do something on the inside of them. That's what God requires of his church in these days. So, but for sure, we don't want to start it. We definitely want to make sure we're not starting any shaming. So we can walk away. We can pray. But above all, we want to walk in love. I just want to encourage you this week, maybe read through um, 1 Corinthians 13 a lot. I know I've been... um, I've been uh, listening to these messages by one of my, the president of the Bible school I went to. He's gone on to be in heaven, but they're on YouTube on, on, on love. Because you know what? It's good for us to, to brush up on our love walk. But I encourage you to spend some time in 1 Corinthians 13 this week. It can only help us to mirror the love of God better to those who live around us. And uh, I just want to remind you, really, it's our job to take shame off of people not put it on there, to not judge them, but to, and to not give in to that divisive spirit that's around the church and to just say, listen, how can I support you? How can I pray you, pray for you? How can I help you become a better you? And uh, I just want to thank you for joining us this week on the Better Nick Heather podcast. I just really pray that this helped you. It's just been a thought that's been stirring around in me. So I wanted to share it with you. If this helps you, share it. Share it with somebody. Tag someone that you think might 
might uh, be blessed by this, might have some chains broken off because of this uh, thought today. Shame off you. We're not meant to live in condemnation. We're not meant to live in shame. We're not meant to give it. Jesus came to take it off of us so that we could live free and we want to live freely and lightly. Amen. So don't forget, go online, register for the retreat. Listen, if you're in the area, we would invite you to come visit us uh, at one of our campuses. There are eight campuses at Victory Christian Center. You could go on vcconechurch.com to find out all of our locations. Uh, this one is based in Warren, but we have Boardman, Columbiana, Coitsville, all kinds of places. So uh, we encourage you to come join us. And don't forget to register for the retreat. Uh, you can find it on our website, vccwarren.com. And don't forget, girls, till we meet you next week, we are better together. Together.